Good morning, my friends. <laughs> and welcome. We've said it a couple times today, but this is the last Sunday of this Easter season, right? This is the last week of our four-part series. We're doing a four-part series called Breathing Christ. And we're following Christ as he breathed on that first Easter Sunday, as he breathed his peace-filled spirit into the nostrils of his disciples, and then asks us to go forth and do the same. And so we looked at compassion, right? Week one, we looked at compassion, right? That feeling in our gut, that feeling in our bowels when we can feel for someone else's pain. That led us to humility, then looking towards others as held higher than oneself. Last week, we talked about forgiveness, right? The gift that we can give to ourselves, but also the gift we give to others who are to blame for the wrongs in our life. And so today we were going to wrap up this whole series with, honestly, the natural outpouring of compassion, humility, and forgiveness. Because think about this. Like, think about if you're feeling in your gut for other people, you've put yourself lower than them, and you're able to forgive them, you know, making things right, justice, would be the natural outpouring. But I started digging into it this week, and there's just way too much. There's way too much for one sermon, and so we're going to just shelf that for a little bit, maybe do a summer series on it. Um, and so today, instead, we're going to wrap up our Breathing Christ series with what you see on the screen behind me, with uh, blessing and encouragement, breathing blessing, breathing encouragement back into our homes and, and, and our communities. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Christ Jesus, and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, as we wrap up this Easter season, as we wrap up this season of hope and renewal and restoration, may we not just leave this season behind as if it's just a season in the church here, but not a reality in our lives. May we walk out of here this morning with the hope of your resurrection. Would you give us new eyes in which to see, new ears in which which to hear, new hearts with to feel, new hands and new feet with which to engage the world around us. God, as we study your word this morning, we pray all these things in your name. Amen. And so as humans, um, we talked about this a little bit in our Compassion Week, but as humans, each of us really want to be seen, right? We, we, we are born, right? We're born wanting to be seen. What's the first thing that a baby does when a baby... For all you mothers out there, what's the first thing that a baby does? Cries. The baby wants to be seen. See, we long to be seen. And, and, and when we were in the season of Epiphany, we talked about this with Jesus. We talked about how Jesus truly saw people. Jesus truly knew people. And so we want to be seen in that same way that Christ saw those who were put in front of him. Precisely because each and every one of us has our own story, right? We each have our own experience of what life is like. And so we crave validation of who we are and what we bring to the collective body. On the flip side, when we're not seen and known, if we are not given life-giving words, right? If we don't, if we're not, you know, uh, uh, over and over again hearing words of blessing and encouragement, it, we may fail to blossom in this whole Jesus kingdom building thing. It, it'll, it'll definitely hinder our, our blossoming in his kingdom spiritually and emotionally, and, and I would say even at times 
at times physically. You see, life is hard. You know, we talk about this. It ends up being, you know, over and over again. Life is hard, but life is a lot better when we're together. That's why St. Paul writes in his first letter to the church in Thessalonica this morning. We're just going to look at one verse. We're not going to dig deep like we in, into, you know, full, full chapters like we have this whole series, but we're going to look at one verse here. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Paul says to the church in Thessalonica, he says, encourage one another and build each other up. That's it. A simple message from, from St. Paul this morning. Encourage one another and build each other up. Encourage, he says, and, and, and literally from the root word, uh, parakaleo, literally just meaning to stand close beside or to be close beside. We even have a name for the Holy Spirit that, that, that comes from this word, parakaleo. You might have heard paraclete from some of the ancient hymns. It just literally means close beside, right? The, close, the Spirit is, uh, is close beside us, or as we say often, the Spirit is as close as the air that we breathe. That's what Paul's saying here. Encourage one another, bless one another by being close beside, just as the Spirit is close beside us. And while you're close beside, he takes it one step further. He's like, don't just stand close beside someone. Don't just like stand there and mute and, 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 you know, with your hands by your side. But while you're living life with one another, he says, build each other up. The word he's using here, oikodomeo, was a first century term for building up a house like a carpentry term, building up a, or a masonry term, building up a house. And so we get this beautiful word picture from Paul, right, that as we stand beside one another, as we live life alongside with one another, we're also simultaneously then building up this house. We're building up this house of, 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 of people. This is, this is the church, right? Or at least this is what the church is, is supposed to be. And think about your own life. Think about your life. When... Has someone or a group of people encouraged or blessed you? Just think about it for a second. Think about it. Contemplate. When in your life has somebody or a group of people encouraged and blessed you, especially at a time where you needed it most? Maybe it was recent. Maybe it's been, maybe it's been quite a while. But think about a time when someone was actually right beside you, or maybe even you know, metaphorically right beside you, you know, especially during the last year, year and a half or so, if people couldn't be right beside each other. Maybe you were right beside someone else in a different way. Think about when someone built you up as a strong house when you needed it most. What was that like for you? Like, what did that, what did that feel like? What, what, what was that, what did that able enable you to do in that situation? What was your experience of having someone close beside and building you up at the same time? Like about a year ago, the, 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 when I was thinking about this question for myself, I remember about a year ago when we were kind of going through the ringer. Um, you know, on, on Tuesday morning, I backed up over our dog and she, she passed away on the way to the vet. Then that same weekend, we were in the hospital for the next three weeks then with, with Magda with a bad infection. Um, and then simultaneously, I was having a really nasty root canal. <laughs> and so it was a tough time for our family. And, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a situation that, you know, that's kind of common. I mean, they, they, we, it seems like sometimes when it rains, it pours, and these things kind of just kind of pile, you know, down on us. And it, had it not been for the blessings and the encouragements of, 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 of family and friends and neighbors and, and our regen community, 
it would have been a lot harder of a time for us to get through those three to four weeks. It was pretty much the whole month of June. Had it not been for all of you, you know, standing close beside us, family standing close beside us, neighbors and friends standing close beside us, and also building us up at the same time, it would have been a much lonelier journey in our wilderness. Because we need one another. We're better when we're together. It's not self-centered to desire to hear words of blessing and encouragement in our lives. It's not self-centered to yearn, to want, to desire, to hear, and and for family and friends and neighbors in our community to be close beside and, and to build us up. It's needed. It's needed because when those spiritual and emotion and even physical needs are not met, the wounds we can carry with us can manifest themselves in in some pretty harmful ways. When we're not built up, when we're not encouraged, right? When we're not when we're not um, you know having people that stand close beside us, and anger can more easily creep in. We can get more angry. We can get more bitter. Offense can be more easily taken. Sadness and and depression and, and, and stories of how we're never good enough and we can't measure up, those things can start to haunt us. And those can live in our gut. They can live in our very souls. Even, like I said, sometimes manifesting themselves in our physical bodies. If we're not close beside or if we're not building one another up, if we're not hearing words of blessing and, and encouragement, then pretending can start to just be our normal way of life. You know, maybe we'll remove these masks someday, but then we'll put on metaphorical masks hiding behind them because these masks will then protect us somehow and they'll replace our genuine relationships with others. We'll start to hunger for words of affirmation and, 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 and we'll, we'll hunger for it and we'll, and we'll start to almost demand it in, in unhealthy ways. We need to hear words of blessing. We need to hear words of encouragement over and over again in our lives because all the time we're told that we don't measure up, that we're not good enough. We need to hear those words that God spoke on those first few days. This is good. What I've made is good. As a matter of fact, it's very good. Even the human nature of the Messiah yearned for, to hear his father's voice say, you are my son. Right? We hear this a couple times in the Gospels. You are my son with whom I am well pleased. Christ heard that at his baptism, right? Just as the, as a dove, the, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descended upon him. And so then he went from that place. He went from the waters of the Jordan and in turn started to bless those in his home, bless those in his community. He even would go and bless those who had no social standing in Hebrew and Roman culture. Actually, he especially blessed those who were not used to being blessed or encouraged. Those who many in the first century would never stand close beside, let alone help and build somebody up. Think about the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, people wouldn't stand 
beside, let alone help build up that man who was needing to be bandaged and wounded up. As a matter of fact, Christ blessed those who the society considered cursed for various reasons. In the eyes of their culture and in their religion, a lot of people who had various diseases or weren't as wealthy or didn't quite live up to the, 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 the religious rules and laws of the day were considered cursed. And so imagine you're one of these people. You think you've been cursed. You think there's really nowhere else to go. You're not usually looked upon favorably. You've been cast aside. There's no one anymore that's left standing close beside you. There's no one in your life building you up. No one speaking words of affirmation, words of blessing and encouragement. When all of a sudden you're sitting on the side of a mountain and this new rabbi comes along. And he starts off the most famous sermon in all of history looking right at you saying, blessed are you, encouraged are you. Happy are you who are poor, who are humble in spirit. Blessed are you who are mourning. And, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Blessed are you who are meek and gentle. Blessed are you who don't have great social standing in the eyes of the world. Blessed are you who for hunger and thirst for justice, who hunger and thirst to bring those into a greater social standing in the eyes of a world. Blessed are you who are merciful. Blessed are you who are pure in heart and are peacemakers. Blessed are you who are persecuted because of righteousness. Blessed are you because you've taken these teachings and lived them out. Because others will insult you. And so blessed are you when they do insult you, falsely say all kinds of wrongs against you because you're following me on this mountainside. Imagine it's you on the mountainside that day. And Jesus sees you hiding off to the, on the side of the periphery. You're not trying to be one of the greatest disciples. You're not trying to get into his inner circle. You're normally looked at as less than when suddenly he looks at you and says that in his kingdom and to him you're blessed. You're encouraged. And he tells you that you are close beside him, and he's building you up, even if no one else is. I can only imagine the joy hearing these words from the lips of our Savior. The opposite of what many had probably been used to hearing. Because this is what Jesus' kingdom does Christ's kingdom looks you right in the eye and says, you have been seen. I see you. I know you. And you are blessed. And as Christ says, breathe into us that same peace-filled spirit. Just as Christ has breathed in blessing and encouragement, right? and his spirit is standing beside us and is building us up, he then tells us to go forth and do the same. He tells us to go forth and co-labor with him in building this same kingdom of blessing and encouragement. All through the power of the spirit. Through that paraclete, if you will, the one who is standing close beside and building us up. 
there's a Porter's Gate song, a uh, band named Porter's Gate that um, is a song I've learned to, 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 to love in the last few years. And, and we're actually going to sing it in just a few moments uh, when we're done with the Eucharist. But it, it, a couple of these lines, um, you know, kind of made me think this week when I was preparing. But they, you know, if you're a server, okay, if you're a server in the food industry, you can bless and encourage, right? Remind those you serve of Christ's humble bowl and towel. If you're a teacher or you're a parent, help raise kids that are encouraging and blessing others. Raise kids who help build up instead of tearing down. There's enough tearing down in this world around us. They say if you're a lawyer, give the world hope that someday justice will be the prevailing sentence. If you're a farmer, bless the community with your bounty. If you're a painter, help us to see the beautiful colors that surround us from our creator God. If you're a nurse, use those healing hands. Touch the poor, touch the sick, touch the broken. And the list goes on and on. We all have our places in this world. We all have our spheres of influence, right? We, we, don't, we can't change the entire world, but we can change the spaces in which we live, the communities in which we live. We all have our spheres of influence that we can bless and encourage. And so as we wrap up this series and we continue to breathe peace back into the world, just as Christ has breathed his reconciliatory peace from the cross and into his grave in the empty tomb, Let's remember that our first identity is good. Our creator God looks at us and says, you are good. Remember that we have been blessed. We've been encouraged by God and the spirit that we claim is close beside and building us up. This week, let's pray God's delight into people's lives. Let's anoint others as we pray for them to receive the gift of their own belovedness. Let's speak. Let's write words of encouragement for one another. Let's speak and write words that empower. Let's speak words. Let's write words. If we're doing anything online or if we're, 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 we're talking with other people, let's write and speak words that nurture and give courage to others. Let's build people up and not tear them down. Let's continue building up this body of Christ. Let's fill up our human hunger for blessing, giving strength to those who may be ready to give up. Right? We just sang this. Hope is in the Lord. Keep your eyes on him. Hold on a little more. Let's allow others to know that they are visible and that we see them that we appreciate who they are and that they have been unconditionally loved by the same God who unconditionally loves and forgives us. Let's enlarge our hearts this week with God's delight for his children. This Easter season has come to its natural end. Next week is Ascension. We'll celebrate Jesus ascending up into, into the heavens. Then the next week is Pentecost. We'll celebrate then this Holy Spirit, this, this same Spirit we've been breathing into our communities, we'll celebrate this huge celebration on Pentecost. We'll even have a couple guest speakers that day for Confirmation Sunday. You ready, Steve? So this Easter season's coming to its natural end. 
but the hope and the reality of the resurrection is here for the long haul. This is what every Sunday is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Son, Jesus, and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. God, just simply allow us to breathe. To breathe in your goodness, your love, your compassion, your mercy, your humility, your forgiveness, your justice, and yes, your blessing and encouragement for us. things into our bodies, into our very souls. So that way when we leave today, when we leave this liturgy behind, you would allow the liturgy of our lives to breathe that same peace-filled spirit of you back into the world. Can we pray all these things? In your son's name who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, just as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory in that. Amen.